right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Frankie Timers podcast show where we discuss all things Manchester United. And in this show with me, I have Chino Man. How you doing, bro? And I'm doing uh, good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. All good, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. And I have Brushy. How you doing, bro? Yeah, I'm good as well, bro. Nice to be here. Thank you, man. Hey, thank you guys for coming in. Um, us three are going to be talking about the Ten Hog first press conference as Manchester United manager. Going to be discussing little pinpoints of the conversation that he had with the press. And I want to get Chino and Bruce's opinion on what he said. Um, anything that they take from this uh, press conference. I also want to get his opinions on the players they believe that Ten Hag will keep, their personal preference on the players that they will keep and get rid of as a fan point, uh, point of view. And, yeah, let's get it started. So uh, I'll start with Brush, man. What do you make of pre- uh, Ten Hag's first press conference? He was at the Crystal Palace game, as we discussed the last podcast, and he pretty did, like, a little glimpse of analysis and review of the game and basically communicated what his plans are for the future. But, yeah, what did you make of that press conference? Were you impressed? Did you see what you like? Let us know, bro. Bro, first of all, I like the way he swerved my guy from Sky Sports News <laughs> as he was walking out of the stadium. Uh, that guy was trying to chase him down way back in Amsterdam as well, and he drove off. So I, I love that. Um, you know, um, as for the actual press conference, I thought it was telling that he actually took the time to actually introduce himself to all of the reporters before it took place, went round, shook their hands. Um, as for the actual interview itself, you know, he kept it very professional. Um, yeah, where, where, where do you want to go with it with regards to what you were saying? Yeah, uh, one of the notes that uh, we're going to pinpoint, and I want to get Chino's opinion brushed, um, they asked him about Ralph Ragnick and if, you know, hey, if he's going to communicate with them of which players need to leave. And uh, obviously, Ralph Ragnick just finished his time as interim manager, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, you we get your guys' opinion on how that went, but they they want to they want to ask him if that's gonna be a big influence of the players who leave and come in. And Ted Hall pretty much said it's part of his process, but of course he's gonna draw the line and indicate, you know, do his own observation. Would you make of that? Yeah, the start of a brush, would you make of that? Yeah, bro, I'm I'm down for it. Um, yeah, I like the way he spoke. The one thing that did stand out to me as well is the fact that he seemed like he belonged. It was such polar contrasting. Uh, it was such a contrast to to when David Moyes was there, when it was like he, he had found the golden ticket to get to the chocolate factory, you know, mm. where yeah. he was almost pinching himself as if, wow, am I really here? There was none of that with Eric. Eric knows what the job entails. He knows the task that he's faced with. And I think he's ready for it. Nice. Uh, Gino, um, hope you're there, my brother. What would you make of Ten Hag and also him saying he would draw the line when it comes to speaking with Ralph Ragnick? Do you believe it's he should be able to do that or listen? Or what parts do you think is important for Ten Hag to consider when he meets I mean, Ralph Ragnick? I mean, you can't just get a new job in – be like, yeah, I'm gonna talk to Brush about, you know, his brush was brush the previous guy there until I come in. I'm like, I'm gonna talk to Brush to get I can't say that out in public, but behind closed door, I'm pretty sure he's talking to Ralph, but he's not gonna just say in public, yeah, I need to talk to him to hear. So everybody in the public gonna be like, wait, so this guy don't have an idea of himself for himself. He's just using another man's, you know what I'm saying? He has mm-hmm. to say that for the public. But I know behind closed door, obviously, every job, anywhere you leave in a position, you have to give a, um, a debrief to whoever is going to take over for you. You have to let them know the ins and the out, the goods and the bad, and the do's and the don'ts, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I know him and Ralph exactly. will talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a spot on. Uh, they also he did say, and I'm pretty sure they kind of draw confusion with the United fan base, uh, of whether or not the press asked him about the players overhaul because obviously we just finished six and barely qualified for the Europa League, so it wasn't the best of seasons for Manchester United. And Ted Hawk pretty much said 
well, this team finished second the year before. Uh, Chino, what you made of that? Is that sort of true, or do you just believe that, you know, maybe the players just need a, a fresh start of a new manager, or you believe that some of these players actually need to go, regardless of their audit contract? Um, some of these, not some, a lot of these players need to go. And like I said, bro, like I said, you can't just walk in and be like, yeah, he shit, he shit, he shit. They're going to be like, whoa, you're judging this guy. You only seen him from the sideline. You haven't cl- trained him close up yet. You know what I'm saying? But he knows what he sees from the sideline. And the sideline tells you a lot. So he knows, yeah, they finished second, but it's a shit season, bro. Come on. That was COVID, all this. like, mm. Bro, this is all media manipulation bro Ten Hag know what he's doing he did his homework on this on the media obviously you know in Ajax they have the um their structure and them man is well close knit him um Van der Sar and the guy that was there over Mars. so yeah I'm pretty sure they they talked about media how to manipulate the English media because the English media like controversy they like to hear yeah, I'm I'm going I'm ready to sell Rashford. I'm ready to that's what they want. They want he's not about to do that. He's so he's just giving them, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, use this squad. They finish second, but everybody know he he wants his own players. Every manager wants their own players and their own squad to build on. But he is gonna work with some of what he got. But yeah, that's all I gotta say on that. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it, what Chino said. The thing is, you can't just come in and call out everyone and alienate a whole bunch of people, especially if you don't know exactly who's going to be staying, if you don't know the budget you're working with. So, yeah, obviously he's got to be somewhat pragmatic in what he says. Um, yeah, I wouldn't pay too much mind about us finishing second uh, that season because obviously we know the real reasons that we finished that way, you know, uh, during COVID and all the other things that happened. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty. That's good, guys. Um, and he also bringing in Mitchell Van Gogh and also Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren was part of the old coaching staff under Sir Alex Ferguson. So the whole is a it's pretty much a new page of the whole coaching staff. Um, we don't know what's going on with feeling. So, Brush, are, uh, do you think that Ten Hag being in there, the players could? somewhat get well coached you feel like there's somewhat of a revelation for these new for these players um what do you think this is gonna be bro this is gonna be a real wake-up call for some of those players um Mm. i think for some of them they i mean we already saw it under ralph where they didn't want to run so you know it's gonna be (laughs) it's gonna be even more interesting under eric um yeah he's got mitchell van gargan as well as his number two so you know that structure's already there uh, the working relationship from Ajax just translates over. Um, as for McLaren, I'm not putting too much emphasis on his role. I think he's just there to kind of facilitate the the transition and to help out because obviously he understands and knows the club. Also, when McLaren was at FC Twente, uh, Ten Hag was his assistant. So mm. they know each other. Um, yeah. And also McLaren comes with the added bonus of being able to speak English in a Dutch accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, I feel like uh, even... I don't know if you guys have seen clips of that. It was really funny. During his time at uh, FC20, um, he got interviewed by one of the Dutch TV channels and he started speaking English, but with a Dutch accent. It was mad. Um, I haven't seen it yet. I definitely will check it out after this. I'm pretty sure he could definitely communicate with some of the players we have. Uh, but one of the things, Chino, I, I know... You know, you've been very fond of this player, um, even Ten Hawks' favorite player, Donny van der Beek. They did ask him about Donny van der Beek, and I'm pretty sure he looked excited to work with Donny van der Beek. Do you feel like Donny has his way back at Manchester United now that Ten Hawks is coming in? Or how do you feel? Bro, Donny is just now coming to Manchester United, bro. Mm. Uh, that's how I feel. We're about to see the real van der Beek. Bro, Danny was disrespected massively by a guy who was not a manager, should have never been the manager of Man United. <laughs> and then another guy came in and 
talked to that manager and probably got too much like what he's trying to do with Ten Hag. You know what I'm saying? Too much of the nigga nigga in the ears. Yeah. And he never really gave Danny a chance either. Yeah. Because, you know, this that that's just it. But now this guy, you gotta you gotta look at it this way, right? You gotta look at it this way. This this is a player, this is Ten Hog player. Danny Van der Beek is known to the world because of Eric Ten Hog, right? Ten Hag was probably fuming at um I said Bayern. He was at Bayern one time, right? Yeah, he's yeah, probably he was at yeah okay. He's team. probably fuming at Ajax the way the treatment of Danny Van der Beek. Now he is in the position to put Danny back out in the world and show the world what type of footballer Danny is. Mm. And now let's touch on the nitty gritty. Ten Hag style of play. A lot of these players in the squad don't know his style of play. Who does? Mm. Danny Van Der Beek. Mm-hmm. He he at least gonna want, especially in the midfield. The midfield is where everything, you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's where everything goes on. He's gonna want someone in there that's gonna be able to, you know what I'm saying? He's not coaching 11 players if he can get Danny and then we know we're going to touch on transfer but if he can bring in Danny and De Young and Timber that's at least three out of the 11 players mm-hmm. which he don't have to go from basic A, B, C, one, two, three he can just touch on the the big words now with them you know what I'm saying have them teach the other players around them the A, B, C's and the one, two, three but yeah, Danny is gonna be a big part of United. Um, United going forward, I think so. Yeah. How about you, Brush? Obviously. Yeah, not, yeah good point, Gino. My bad. Uh, but yeah, how about you, Brush? How do you feel? Because obviously, Donny Van Der Beek went on loan to Everton. I'm not gonna say it didn't work out. I think he was injured for the majority of that season. He had a pretty good game against Leeds, and then obviously he scored against Arsenal in the final game of the season. Uh, do you believe yourself there's a way back for Donnie and uh, under this new manager? Bro, there's no better chance than now, right? Um, this is a player who we've massively disrespected uh, from his arrival onwards. And, you know, he's just not been given the chances. And now what better time to come back than under your former manager, the guy who propelled you to where you were, uh, who put you in the spotlight and gave you that chance. Uh, which made us sign him in the first place. So, you know, I think Donny is going to run point. I'd be very surprised if Ten Hag doesn't utilise him. So Yeah, yeah that would tell is, me a lot. Really is make or break. Yeah, bro, this really is make or break time for Donny. So this season, I'm expecting him to play a pretty pivotal role. Um, yeah. If he doesn't, then we'll see. Yeah, pretty much. Same thing I'm saying. Exactly. The guy the guy we need to be worried about, right? We, I think we all talked about it on this podcast, is the contract of Bruno Fernandes. Like, like we got rid of Woodward and, and everybody was like, yeah, let's see if we're making a change. But it's the same thing. The Bruno contract. Because Bruno is the guy that's looking out, looking in right now. He is one of those guys who... It's not guaranteed for Danny. It's not going to be guaranteed. But mm. Danny knows how to play our Ten Hag want to play. Bruno don't. Bruno haven't showed us nothing like Bruno shit, pretty much. That's all I got to say. This, this, is, this is the thing, uh, to touch on what Chino was just saying. Bruno Fernandes is 27 years old. I don't know too many players who are deep into their 20s who you can coach to work and, you know, adjust their game to different things. If you haven't got it by 27, I don't know where you go from here. Yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty, this, that's spot you know, on because like... Because for a long time, I think I think a lot of us as well, uh, Chris, yeah. have said, you know, there are certain things that he can do to improve his game. Like mm-hmm. stop with the hero balls, stop shooting from everywhere, uh, mm-hmm. adjust your game slightly, uh, be a bit more disciplined in positions, be aware of the spaces you're leaving behind you. Um you know, vary your passes. Just yeah. play the short, simple pass instead of trying to be Ronaldinho because you're not. Um, and then, obviously, his temperament as well. When things are not going right, he likes to 
throw his toys at the pram and cause a tantrum and you know mm. he, he loses his head and that's what not what you need from a player who's you know closing in on 30. Yeah, that, that is pretty much you hit the nail on the coffin there because we don't know the situation of Bruno. People may have their little scenarios that maybe Ten Hag really rates Bruno a lot and pe- Bruno pretty much knew Ten Hag was going to come in and that's why he signed. Or we the club just, it was just basically the club and the board's call to give him a new contract. Only time to tell Bro, because this is the, I, it's too this early is the madness it. with the contract, right? This is the madness with the contract because he mm. already had three years left to run on his present deal before yeah. the, the the improved one, which added two more years on and gave him bigger wages. What yeah. if Ten Hag decides he doesn't like him? Now it's a problem because it's more difficult to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, from what I heard, I don't know if it's true because maybe because we failed to call, we already failed to qualify for the Champions League. The players out there are taking a waste cut percentage on that. I don't know how truthful that is. I read those in the report, but maybe those salaries don't mean too much now that the players aren't playing in the Champions League. But it is kind of ridiculous how that board made the call so early in the season, uh, so late in the season before Magic came in. Because Bruno has kind of faded away. Well, um, not, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you, but they they that they made this from he came in in January. Mm-hmm. This been going on since that season finished in for his first season. So since Ollie was here, because mm-hmm. he came in and the wages they gave him, and because he scored all those penalties and all those whatever whatever and. You know, we were all on that high horse, like yee, 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 yee. So <laughs> yeah, this been this talks his contract been going on for a long time. But mm-hmm. I think they should have backed out whenever they um sacked Ollie and realized it was gonna be, you know, they obviously they're gonna go in a new direction. That's when they should have stopped all the Bruno Bruno talk. But yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, oh yeah, that's that's fine. I feel like they should have done that. I think a lot Bruno Fernandez divides a lot of the fan base because of he didn't help us win a trophy, but uh he, he that season when he came in in January did he did do a lot, I'm not gonna lie. But obviously now we're coming into new season. I'm not saying all these players deserve a clean slate, but this crunch time for them, man. Uh, none of them bro, really deserve Bruno it. is shit, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy I saw the light, bro. I'm so happy, bro. Bruno is shit. Trust me. You think the fans got fooled with him? Bro, Bruno is shit, bro. <laughs> Bruno is shit. Man. We'll see, bro. We'll see. Um, like I said, all I just really want is hopefully he could turn his game around the 10 hog, but only time could tell. But well, I want to get all this other viewpoint from you guys, right? They asked him if one ongoing discussion of the Manchester United captain, he did ask him if Harry Maguire is going to remain captain. Tagha has said, I have to repeat, next season, different season. Uh, so he's basically said, we'll see. He did say he's a good, he's a great player. He's done a good job. Um, but yeah, you will basically see. Chino. I let yeah, brush. brush. Uh, no, no, no. Let no, brush, brush go first. Brush, let brush oh. go. First. Brush. Go Let's ahead, Fortuna. Let's all the smoke, man. Let's brush, guy. Listen, listen. It's his first press conference. I'm still, you know, it's one of those situations where he doesn't want to throw anyone under the bus from the get go. So mm. obviously, he did cap, he's going to remain it. pragmatic. <laughs> so obviously, he's going to remain pragmatic. But I would be very surprised if Harry Maguire is still captain. Same. Yep. Same. Um, yep. I mean, personally, I'm hoping he's not even at the club. Same. Uh, but uh, if we are stuck with him, I hope, I hope that the captaincy is not with him. Um, yeah, I don't see a scenario in which it can be, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to lie. It is, like I said, it, he did cap a lot. He said he did achieve a lot. I'm like, I don't know what you think he achieved, but he did not achieve a lot. But like I said, maybe he just didn't want to bash him in public and kind of ridicule him in the press conference. I don't, yeah, that, exactly. Just, That's all it is. Yeah. No, you're spot on on that. And... Uh, if that's the case, do you, there's two things I want to ask you guys. If he doesn't remove Harry Maguire, uh, 
his, as his captain for next season. Do you believe that's his call? Ten hug out. Call? Ten hug out. <laughs> 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 what were you saying, Chris? No, do you believe that would be the board's call? Like, is that something that you guys believe that maybe when he came into the job, that's probably what he was promised, that he will have a say in the team? Or, like, what do you think? No, nah, I think Ten Hag wanted certain assurances before he came in. Mm. Um, so I'd be very surprised if the board interfere. I don't think that's the case. I think it will be down to Ten Hag, um, which is why, again, I'll be very surprised if he is the captain. If he is the captain, then I'll have to ask serious questions. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's cross that bridge. Well, let's not cross that bridge, innit? Let's just wait and see what happens. <laughs> How you yeah, personally, personally, I don't think Ari Maguire remained the captain, for one. Um, one, I think he probably will demote himself if Ten Hag doesn't. I don't think he wants that responsibility anymore. Um, I don't even think he want to be here anymore, which is, that's a win-win yeah. for us. Yeah, um, that's the other thing, you know, like, honestly, like, as much as everyone goes in on him as well, I don't, it's not good for our mental health watching him. I don't think it's good for his mental health either, man. Every week there's like a TikTok clip of him just doing absolute madness. I think it would be <laughs> in the best interest of everyone if we yeah. just parted ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and the thing is, I, he's shown that he is a Premier League quality defender, just not for what we need. You know, yeah, he could go yeah. to like an Everton and do something. Yeah, even a Newcastle. That's why I said on KG Shaw, Newcastle, they got the money. I mean, we would, we have to take a hit. Yeah. No matter what we try, we are going to take a financial hit. Oh, ab- absolutely. So, but the thing is, you know, how long do you hold on to a mistake? You have to make take those hits and move on. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying go ahead, take the hit. Like a uh, 40 million is it's what it is. It's, bro, it's I don't what think it is. you get that for him. I don't think you get that from Gino. He's 29 years old, bro. Uh, well, whatever we could get. <laughs> I think you'll be lucky to probably get about 25 and the rest may be in add-ons. Man, I'll take an oxtail with jerk chicken and rice, bro. At this point, <laughs> with this guy, man. Oh, just... Guy just upsets me, man. But like I said, it, I think he's just one of those players that I don't think we're going to yeah. get rid of him, especially in this transfer window. Mm. Um, so the best best case scenario, scenario for Harry Maguire would just be removing him from the captaincy so that way he could just focus on his game but I don't know if that's going to happen, but only time will tell. Uh, if that's the case, if he does get removed uh, from being a captain, who would you guys give the captaincy to? Start off with Rush. So at the moment, there's only two people in contention for the captaincy. And those two people are De Gea and Ronaldo. Out of the two for me personally, I would give it to De Gea uh, based on seniority, the fact that he's been there for so long. He understands that dressing room. I don't the way mean he's to cut talking. you, Rush. Sorry. But yeah. remember, I don't mean to cut you, but remember, Ali Gunnar Sosa is a little, you know what I'm saying, B-I-T-C for stripping the hay out of the captaincy for when he called out our performance against Newcastle. Mm. That's the only reason why the hay is not the captain of Man United right now. For, for me, that's bro. For me, that's captaincy uh, qualities right there. The fact that you're calling out BS. That's right, key right there. That's literally yeah. right, key. Yeah, and literally, if you've uh, you know heard him in interviews recently as well, like David, you know he's showing leadership qualities for me. And for me, a captain doesn't have to be the loudest on the pitch. You don't have to be the loudest voice yelling stuff. And plus, on the field, you've got Ronaldo for that. Um, the reason I wouldn't give uh, Ronaldo the armband is because I don't think he needs it. I think you get Ronaldo's leadership qualities with or without the armband. Yeah. He only yeah. knows how to be one way and you're going to get that with him regardless. Uh, so it makes sense for me to give it to De Gea at this time because we haven't really got any other alternatives. And um, a lot of people is like, oh, Ronaldo, Mr. Champions League, he's going to leave, blah, blah, blah. I think Ronaldo's going to stay. I think he want to win that Europa League just because, yeah. you know, he never played in it before. Listen, and it would be as like, much oh. as, you know what, a lot of this as well, Chino, it's all, it's all people, bro. It's, it's people that make up this Ronaldo versus Messi stuff and keep all this bullshit going. Like the the honest truth is he likes being here, isn't it? 
Yeah. You know, and also there's not a huge amount of options as to where to go next. And he won't be happy with himself or where this team is at. And he'll want to win something or achieve something before he leaves. So, yeah, I can absolutely see him staying and playing his role in whatever that, that you know, wherever that leads. Man, yeah, it's going to be I weird agree. seeing him in the Europa League, though. It is going to be weird. But if he stays, hey, man, like... You know why? Why not finish where you started? Hopefully, it could get better from there. Listen, that it's a realistic competition to have our sights on. We should be aiming to win that competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Ronaldo will look at it like, listen, I might be leaving as the guy to lead this team back to the Champions League. You know. Oh yeah, that's true. yeah. Chino, you feel like Bro, was I lucky. don't know. I, 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 I don't get a lot of. I don't get the. The Ronaldo is the problem. The Ronaldo was the problem. Like, I don't get it. I, I never get it. There was times I call him out. Yes, because he's my favorite player in the world ever. But Ronaldo was never the problem. The problem was Man United and Ali Gunnar Solskjaer for not, for for one, for forcing Martial out. I know, I know people don't like to hear it, but <laughs> Ronaldo need that type of player. The player who is very savvy with the ball and can dribble, can bring the ball to him, and not Ronaldo don't have to do that part of the work where he's coming deep for the ball. Like, the guy is what? The guy is 30-something. He's dropping deep, then having to sprint back to try to score a goal. Like, come on, man. You put too much on it. I agree with you to an extent, you know, but this time round, it was Martial that insisted on leaving. He didn't want to stay. Well, he probably could have told all the BS that was going on in the club. Mm, like, Ralph tried to get him to stay and he didn't want to stay. He insisted he wanted to go in Jan, uh, which is why Ralph, you know, made sure he went to the board to ask for another striker. And they said no, um, even to a loan sign, which was just crazy. Yeah, then a disaster what happened. But... I mean, he's been treated like crap, man. And Marcia's not the only one who's been treated like crap on this regime. So I'm at a point where, like, can you really blame them for wanting to leave? But who knows? Uh, new magic comes in now. Maybe they could change their minds. Because no matter no matter what we think of Marcel or Rashford, because I, I even said, hey, we should sell Rashford. Because we're in a Europa League spot and we're going to have a lot of games next season. And he's only – this is first – summer transfer window. I don't think he's going to get rid of all these players in the space of one transfer window. So we might as well do what we have. Hopefully these players can improve under him. That's all we could really do. I feel, I feel like he could. I feel like there's leeway. Um, but only, we can only wait and see. Yeah, with regard to the Rashford, man, I think if we're in the exact same position as we're in now this time next year, then I think he goes. But this season, I reckon, this coming season, I reckon he stays. Yeah, yeah. Plus, there are high wages. They're probably going to ask for a high fee as well. You know how the club are. Yeah, he's... um. So, I believe his contract is up in two years. So, it, his contract yes. is actually up next summer. Uh, But we've got an option to extend for 12 yeah. months, which I'm sure they'll exercise. Yeah, So exactly. Yeah, he's 24 years old. He's got two years left to run, basically. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we could get Ronaldo with Martial, man. Maybe that could help, but... We got to see what Ten Hag wants to do. Uh, Gino, I know you mentioned a lot in my last podcast. I want to get your opinion on this one com- This one question that I asked Ten Hag. I asked him, how do you react to Van Gaal's comments about Manchester United being a commercial club? Ten Hag obviously said, I draw my own line and I'm convinced that that's not the case. I spoke to the directors about it and football is one, two, three uh, these days. Sorry. Every club these days is commercial. Every club needs it. But to be successful, you need to do what is necessary, which is to basically focus on football. Uh, what did you think of that? You felt like it was, you know, right what Louis van Gaal said about Manchester United? Of course it was right. But you got to read between the lines. One, Woodward is not here anymore. Woodward was mainly, not saying he was only, but Woodward was mainly the commercial guy, like, the guy we see the guy track record when it comes to deals. Like we'd be like, how the fuck did you pull that out? We are shit. Like, how are we getting sponsored? Yeah. But 
Ten Hag, like me and Brush been saying, he cannot just come out and say certain things of how he really, really feels. Mm. Obviously, this guy, he breathes and sleeps football. So he's going to try to, every time they like put questions like that towards him, he's going to put it back towards football. You know what I'm saying? Something mm. about football. Like, he's not just going to be like, um, yeah, I think, um, what's the guy's name? Louis Van Gaal was right, bro. Like he's not gonna, he's not gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? He he can't do that. Like that's he's gonna always come back to football because I genuinely think he just wants to focus on football, right? Like he he wants to make this like club big again. He's not with all the drama and the theatrics. Like he's really coming in with that Ajax mentality, like. This is football, football. Like that clip, right? I'm pretty sure y'all seen that clip about that guy. You heard about it, right, Brush? The guy that no one was Lang? yelling at on the field, and then two weeks later, I had sold him. Oh, yeah, Noah Lang. Yeah. Yeah, he, and he was telling him, like, like, this is our game. Like, you from that clip, you can tell the guy passion for football is the guy just – he loves football. Like, he is a – football brain like he's not about to come in and oh Marcus Rashford feed these kids like he doesn't care like they're gonna bring it up and he's like okay like okay he's not doing what I want on the field like if Rashford is not doing what he like the guy just want to talk football I think that's what I get from him like he just loves yeah. football the, the only thing I will add to that is with these football brains it sometimes takes a while for them to translate their ideas onto the pitch so it's important that people remain patient. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think you said it lots of times, Brush. Like, it may even get worse before it gets better. Um, yeah, yeah. But that, that's what it is. It's a process. You need to, as long as we can see certain signs that he's working yeah. towards something, that's the important thing. So that's why, like, next year, my expectations are very different to some of Bro, we're people. winning the league sure. next year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro I'm laughing. <laughs> Yo, bro. watch, bro. Watch, bro. Y'all laughing. Listen, bro. listen, listen. <laughs> uh, look, we, we finished, what, 35 points away from Man City. Yo, listen. And they've just brought in Haaland. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. When we win the league next year, bro, I want to hear you. I make sure listen. to jump in on that FIFA stream, Gino. <laughs> 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 if you do career mode on FIFA... Oh. That's the Yo. only way we're seeing the league title next year. No, no, no. You see with me, bro, you see with me, I'm always optimistic when it comes to sports. Like, I'm always, bro, I don't matter how shit, like, my team is, I'm always like, nah, man, I feel like we can do it. That's, that's <laughs> just my energy. Did you last see like, this season? <laughs> bro, the truck. Bro, the trouble is with United, even when we get gassed, like, three weeks into the season, it's just, you know, it just goes pear-shaped. Yeah. Yeah, no. We come we come crashing back down. So yeah. Like no, said, so yeah, I'm not really I'm not really looking at positions in the league or anything because I just want to see how the summer goes. Because it's not only a big summer for us, but a lot of teams in the league. Yes. Um, yeah. Know, Conte now that he's got bro, that's the team I'm worried about. I don't bro. see bro, I don't see Kane going anywhere. He's got that he's got that front three sorted out with Kulisevsky and Son. Um, I can definitely see if he if he brings in a pair of wing backs and a centre half, bro. In the midfield, yeah. yeah, and a midfielder next to Bentanko, that, that team is flying. Um, no, Chelsea, I, I think... we need to we need to wait and see what this new owners are going to exactly. Gonna do. Um, but you know, anyone who spends four billion to buy a club, bro, they're about business. So uh, I don't think they're going to. Oh, get that's what they spent on Everton. Uh, no, Chelsea, bro. Chelsea. Oh, how much? 4.25 billion, Gino. Whoa. Is it one guy or is it a group? Oh, no, no. It's a consortium. Like, obviously, there's a main guy, I think, who's also a part owner in the LA Dodgers, uh, Todd Bohe or something. Uh, he's part owner, but yeah, it's a consortium. There, there's loads of people behind them. But yeah, 4.25 billion. So oh, when that deal actually goes through, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the summer. Yeah, that's kind of mad still. Mm. You know, go out, you, and then obviously, oh, my bad, big summer um, for Arsenal, bro. Big summer for Arsenal as well. Uh, I ain't worried about them. Know, they got rid of, they got rid of, 
you know, they got rid of Aubameyang, they're clearing these wages. Well, we're going to see what they're going to do with this wage gap now. Um, if they're going to bamboozle was... their fans or if they're actually going to invest. I was going to say about Chelsea and Tottenham when you talk about Tottenham. Um, I think, I think Tottenham and um, Chelsea might do something with Harry Kane and uh, Lukaku. I thought that earlier in the season, but now I think Kane's happy uh, playing under Conte. I think Kane's happy. Yeah, and he's got Champions League football. So what's the need to leave? Cool. Yeah, it, that, that's our word because Conte, you know, he, he's won the Prem before. Like I said, we do have a good window. Tottenham are really the ones, but I love the optimistic, you know. It just depends how he, that the summer goes, bro. It depends who he brings in. That's all I really care about. Who is he bringing in? Who oh, and talking in? about the window, guys, talking about the window, it looks like Timber is going to be our first signing. It looks as if he's going to come in probably in the next week or so. Yes. Yeah, we need to get that over the line, man. Mm, yeah. mm. And um, I'm Frankie too, man. Cause, but but the thing with the young is, who's gonna be our CDM, bro? We need, bro. We need a CDM, bro. We bro, need a CDM. Basuma? We could take Basuma, man. Nobody's going in for him, bro. I think he's linked to. Basuma's only got twelve months left on his contract as well, and I'm exactly. hearing he might be available for around thirty million. Bro, get him. Let's get him. Let's get is him. He, but what do you fit what Ten Hag want to do? We need a DM. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. That's, so, we, so this we, is, this mean, is the we, thing, though, guys. When you when you look at a Ten Hag team, yeah, he doesn't use an out and out defensive midfielder. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, but he's got defenders though who can play D- DM. So they're mm. very good on the ball because he likes to press high up and they like to keep their positions, even when they lose the ball, um, all the team push forward together and they keep that line and try and win it back uh, quickly. So it's, it's a bit different. It's a bit different. Like yeah, if so I, were I to think pick... it, he might just bring in like a Frankie. Bring in yeah. Frankie and... Um... Listen, if, if, a, if Frankie were to come in, I, I would say, uh, based on what I know of Ten Hag, the midfield three would be Frankie on the left, uh, Donny in the middle and Fred on the right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, because I, I heard somebody on KG stream yesterday mm. was mm. dissing Fred. I can't remember who it was, and I'm like, and I'm like, bro, what? Like, fr- bro, Fred was Fred and De Gea have been our two best players, bro. Like, yes, yep. like there's no question. Fred and De Gea have been our two best players. I mean, when Fred got that injury, like later on in the season. Remember when Fred was just injured, mm-hmm. like um, yeah, yeah, it was about a month ago. That's when, like, because we was kind of lingering around the top four, and then Fred was injured, and we just started losing, 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 and we just look completely shit. Like Fred, and the, th- and the thing with Fred, he plays better when he's allowed the freedom to go forward. Yeah. He's yeah, he's not yeah, a DM. Yeah, he can't I like sit. that. What you said. What you said. How you line it up again? <laughs> he, <laughs> he does. I think it's like he talked. It was Fred. It was Fred. He, he said, the, um, I, I said Frankie on the left, okay. Donnie in the middle, and Fred on the right. So, mm. so and it transitions in it with Ten Hag. So, it, uh-huh. a four-three-three becomes a four-two-three-one, and it transitions back and forth. Yo, you know, mm. I think on yeah. top. Bro, I'll take Martial on the left, Ronnie on, on like on top, and then maybe you could get Anthony on the right. You know, what you I mean? want you want Ronnie on top of you. For me, up top, like currently with what we've got, I'd say Sancho on the left, Ronaldo top, and Ahmad on the right. You know. Nah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Ahmad, Ahmad's a techie baller. Like he's he's got feet. Yeah. Or Sancho might go on the right, you know, bro. Cause, mm. bro, like I said, bro, listen, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie needs a player like, 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 a Martial. like Martial, bro. Sancho is not that, bro. Someone who sacrifices he, himself and just is happy. Like to Kareem Benzema did for years, mm. and yeah. people was like, "Yo, Benzema is shit." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, bro, y'all don't even know, bro. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the like, thing is, though, Benzie's always been elite, bro. The thing with Martial, he can barely stay fit. Yes, <laughs> it's always been his problem. It, and and I don't get like how people like how these young guys don't know like, bro. Fitness is a big part of sports. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Mentality like, is a big part of sports. Oh, man, listen. Yeah. I hope the guy get his, his shit together. Yeah. yeah. The, the only thing I will part. say, though, with this Frankie de Jong thing, um, I mean, I'm not very optimistic about it. I think... Yeah, me so I've, the, what I've heard is that he's willing to take a pay cut to stay at Barcelona. So mm-hmm. if they do have to sell him, it's going to be very reluctantly in it. Like, he don't want to leave. Um, so if it comes to that, then obviously he's going to look for the best offers. And the best teams, the best team for me that suits him is probably Man City at this moment in time. Yeah. With what well, where are you going to get in? What's that? Sorry? Well, I, I, know, I, I, just, I don't know where he could fit in, bro. Because I think Barcelona bro, go, go, where, the money. Next, next to Rodri is where he fits in. Yeah, but then where you put the Bruyner and then Bernardo Silva, you the know. Bruyne plays in front, bro. <laughs> Frankie slots in very easily into that team. They need a replacement for Gundogan. Uh, Fernandinho is moving on, so Frankie makes sense. Uh, and he's twenty-five. He's got the big wages. They play in the Champions League. It all just makes sense. Yeah, he was a pretty expensive guy. Plus, I think, like I said, Barcelona part asked for the money that they paid for him. Um, but what's the alternative if we can't get the young? Obviously, you guys say Basuma is not a ten hog player, but is there this any is the other? thing? Like, no, for me, when I didn't say. I'm asking. I, I. Oh, he asked no, the question: Is he a ten hog player? Is yeah, mm. yeah. For for me, um, if we miss out on the young, then you know the obvious one for me is Ryan Gravenberch, who is very close to joining uh, Bayern Munich. Like, he's only 20, bro, and he's the guy that replaced Frankie de Jong at Ajax. Um, the kid's got a lot of potential. Yeah, but this he is, the is kind of signing... for Bayern. I think he really wants to go there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they trying to sort out a deal now. They, I think they just... They, I don't think they've officially agreed a fee yet, but they're working on it. But this is the kind of thing I would like us to utilise and just get on Just scooping and take them. Like... Just scooping, yeah, because he's 20 years old. He doesn't care if he misses out on Champions League for one year. You can you can sell the young man on a project. And you worked with him at IM, so you know what it is. You can come in and just slot in. Um, and these are the kind of players who in two, three years' time are going to cost three times as much as it will cost now. Yeah. So yeah. why not do the smart business early? Otherwise, it will turn well, into another Jude Bellingham type situation. What happened with Paul Mitchell? No, I think uh, they just yeah, said he's staying. He's staying. Yeah, he got a job on the board, they saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's staying he, on at Monaco. Yeah, yeah, he got a bigger position. They said he's, he's on the board now. Yeah, yeah, I was I was annoyed about that one. I was looking for uh, I'll one. be t- I was upset. But that's because United takes so long. Yeah. Like, why are you taking so long? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we move. So, we move. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's one of those, isn't it? We just we just have to we just have to see how it goes, basically. Yeah. And now with that we talk about transfers, right? I do want to mention a player uh that you guys pretty much know that's been linked to United, especially last season. He's a center back, Paul Torres. It's been a report that he has a 60 million release clause from Villarreal. So if Man United can initiate that, he could come in to Manchester United. Will you guys take him? Um, let's start off with Brush. Will you take Paul Torres? Because obviously we do Bro, need a... Said... Yeah, go ahead. We do need a center back, but we need to be smart with the budget as well, bro. 60 yeah. million euros is a lot of money for Paul Torres. Who for me is you know a slightly better Ari Maguire. Maguire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, it's, it's true. Like, don't get don't get me wrong. He's like a slim line fridge. Yeah, like he can turn, but yeah, yeah. A timber and Euros, a timber and Paul Torres, a center back. That doesn't sound too bad to me. <laughs> oh, Chris, this is the thing though with Timber, bro. When Timber comes in, I don't expect him to slot in at center back. I reckon he'll be our right back. So who's gonna be our center back? Well, at the Varane moment. and who? <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm Lindelof or Maguire at the fit. moment. If he could stay fit, man. Uh, bro, so, yeah, bro. for me, for me, Timber doesn't go straight in as a centre back. 
I think we uh, use him okay. as the right back. I think Wambisaka moves on. What about the left back? Shit too, bro. Uh, the left hand side at the moment, at this moment in time, I'm guessing we'll probably stick with Shaw for at least a year. But obviously, he needs replacing as well. Yeah, none of them are good enough, man. No. Would you Would you guys take Cucurella? Cucurella is a great player. I do like him. Mm. I hear Man City are in for him. Who he play for? Uh, Wigan. Brighton. Uh, Brighton, rather. Yeah. They play in the same kit, don't oh. they? <laughs> I'm thinking of Wigan. Like oh. <laughs> that guy was long here. Yeah, yeah, he bro, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know he when we got play. slapped up four 0 he Wait, was the he's one not that a winger. I thought that's why I was like, who he played? I thought he was a winger. Uh, oh, yeah, bro, that's how he plays. He's he's a left back. Damn. Yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, that, about, bro he was so back. high up the pitch. I thought he was the <laughs> <laughs> left winger, bro. Bro, he had so much space down that side because yeah. Um, yeah, our fullbacks are shit, bro. Bro, yeah, they, the picked, guy, they picked up that what? kid. They, they picked up that kid for about fifteen million. Um, and I'm I think the valuation now is around forty. Yeah, Cucurella. Yeah, we, we need we need some players. That whole new back four, we need a new back four, bro. But, because the thing about it, apart from Aaron Juan Basaka, he's only been under Oli, but like. These players are as Harry Maguire, like Lindelof and Bailly and, you know, Luke Shaw has been under so many managers, bro. It's just, it's not working. Just yeah. revamp that whole back four, bro. Um, and, and, and that's where I prioritize. This is the thing with the centre-back situation, bro. I think the two that's going to end up leaving yes, will probably be Phil Jones and Eric Bailly. Mm. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, my so, God. What happened to Bailly, yeah. bro? He would, bro. Yeah, I, think I don't know what happened under bro. Ralph. He fell out. I think he yeah. fell out. I don't know. Yeah, it was crazy to me. It's crazy to me that he didn't get a chance to play. Bro, I think it's he was he was fit most of that season. You know, maybe it's yeah. the Instagram post he he commented on. Ralph really didn't like that, but I mean, surely it can't be just a that. I could have squashed it in house and play him in, but. Obviously, let's not worry about Ralph anymore. He's gone. Let's move on and be positive about the next thing. But like they said, these players, bro, is maybe some of them were done dirty, but I don't know. Um, I think it's just time that we hope we ramp that whole top, uh, that whole bottom four, the back four, because it starts off with the defense. You guys are pretty much aware of the, the gold difference of zero. So I feel like if we could definitely prioritize the defense. I think we should be good again. Um, if there was a what the striker thing, would you guys and I ask this a lot of people, uh, Chino, would you sacrifice the striker in a way like not getting a striker in and just focus on the midfield or the defense? Uh, would you say, um, yeah, yeah, I heard, yeah, um, yeah, because I mean, if you can, if you can get, if you can convince Martial to stay and just you know work with him and Ronaldo for now. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, bro. We the midfield though. The midfield. We need to sort that out, bro. We need to sort out her midfield, bro. Look at Real Madrid, bro. Real Madrid of Cruz, Casemiro, and um Madrid. And now, bro. Um, Tremini, Camavinga, and Valverde, bro. They're set, bro. They are set. Like they are set, bro. Bro, look at us. Who do we have, bro? Oh my god, I don't even want to mention uh, who we have because it's not even work. But yeah, we need to fix our midfield and our defense, man. I say we bro, we need to get rid of Ari Maguire. That's a like number one. <laughs> I feel like I'll believe in Ten Hog if he changes the captaincy. Then I'll be like, okay, I, that, that's a good way to start, but um, one player I do want to speak about, he is going to play in that final this weekend, Garner. Brush, would you give Garner a chance in that midfield, especially if he gets Nottingham Forest promoted, or would you recommend him stay at Nottingham Forest, get, get Premier League experience, then come back to United? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, for me, if Nottingham Forest get promoted, then I prefer he stays there. Um, I think yep. for a player of his age, 
it's invaluable experience to come into the Premier League and have first team football, which he's not going to get at us. Um, and also, it would be like throwing him into the deep end at United at this time. Yes, um, I would mm. like to see how he does at Forest in the Premier League. Um, you look at players like Conor Gallagher, who Chelsea loaned out to Palace, and what a revelation he was for most of this season. And I'm not saying it's going to be anything remotely like that, but, you know, uh, players develop uh, with first-team football. So, yeah, if Forrest come up, I'd like to see him stay there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know pretty much. I know, Chino, you probably feel the same thing. So, because um, we did talk about if he's going to promote some of the youths, but um, I think there's only certain youths that, are going to come up. I think the rest are going to go out alone or get sold, but um, only time will tell. I, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. definitely, bro. Yeah. Chris, there's there's a few players that are really good in the youth team, but the thing is the step up to the Premier League and the first team is so different, bro. So mm. a lot of these kids, they're too good to play under 23s, but not good enough to get Premier League games. So, you know, it's important that we loan them out and they're playing at a higher level. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know if I guys asked you guys, I think I pretty much asked you guys this, but uh, so now, who you guys believe Ten Hog will get rid of? And also who you guys believe that as much as you really want to get this player out real quick, he, it, it's just not going to happen. I don't know who wants to start off with that. All right, so, all right, first one, um, I think Wan-Bissaka is a dead cert to leave. Mm-hmm. I reckon that one's happening. Um, as for the one that I would like to leave, but might end up or probably will end up staying, I think that goes down to Maguire. Yeah. Now, right back, um, you think Timber will be the right back? I know there was his right back at Ajax. Yeah. I forgot his name, but I think he went to Bayern as well. His last, I think his last. Mazraoui. Yes. Oh, he's good too. He's, but... he's gone to Bayern, bro. Yeah, I know. But all he's right. officially signed for Bayern. Man. Yeah, I like grabbing Birch as well. I saw him a little glimpse, but yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Or do you think that's pretty much it, bro? What, that, what, that, what st- I would like to see. No, no, that you believe Ten Hag will, will keep. Uh, I mean, I, I can't see a, I can't see there being a lot of outgoings, bro, because obviously a whole bunch of people have left on freeze as well, right? So, mm. that you know, yeah. with the contract expiring, like Lingard's gone, Pogba's gone, Matic, Matter are gone. Um, yeah. Barney. Yeah, yeah, oh, Gino's yeah. Cavani's happy. <laughs> Gino's happy about yeah. Cavani. <laughs> so, from that guy, bro. Yeah. Listen, yeah. you know what it was with him, right? He did not expect Ronaldo to come back, and when he got stripped to that number seven shirt, I've been I've been saying this all season. When he got stripped to that number seven shirt, he obviously felt a type of way, and he's just not been the same this season. He 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 mentally checked out, um, and honestly, I think he was expecting to leave in January. And he just couldn't leave in January because Martial and obviously what happened at number 11. Um, otherwise, I reckon Cavani would have been long gone. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck that guy. You, um, obviously, the same thing like Brush said. I want Maguire gone, but I don't think he'll be gone. I want Luke Shark gone. I don't think he will be gone. Mm. Um, Wan-Bissaka definitely leaving. I feel so bad for the kid, though. You know, because he's, he's one of those guys always quiet on the field, you know what I'm saying, chewing his gum. Just look like a nice person, but he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's shit, like... Listen, listen, there was, there was definitely moments. There, there were some qualities in there. I just, I just hope he goes and finds his feet at, at his level somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just can't believe they spent uh, only spent fifty million dollars, man. Like of the club Bro. money for that, you know what I mean? But Bro, they've all got blood on their hands. One hundred and thirty million on Wambisaka and, and Harry combined. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, like I said, yeah. all have blood on their hands, bro. But let's see. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what made me want to cry was that this summer. <laughs> Man City have signed Haaland and Alvarez for, for, for less than the total it costs to get Maguire. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. And we we could have been in for both. Man, this club just sick me, bro. It just makes me bro, angry. If we were if we were a properly run club, yeah, with structure, with planning, we should have been in that conversation for Haaland. We have no strikers, and two of the young yeah. strikers on the market are going to Man City, bro. Yeah, exactly. And oh, there's absolutely no excuse for that Alvarez one because he was bang on budget. We were actually linked to him first. All of December, the talk was Man United room for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Man City just got it done. It's like that, man. I think they're like, I don't know if they're learning from the lesson to like stop taking the players that Man City were linked with. I think that's why they stopped with Alvarez because you could see all the players that Man City wanted, we took them. Um, yeah, no, but you know what it is, though, bro? You need to look at the age and profile of the player and, and the kind of fees they're going for. Um, yeah, the true. money that Alvarez went for, it's a minimal risk signing. Even if it doesn't work out, he will still retain value. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, one player... Hey, hey, did y'all hear about it? Hear about what? Y'all heard hear about, about what? Sorry. Oh, um, Man United. We're winning the league next year. <laughs> Man, look, look, I, uh, I want to get the guys' uh, final piece on this thing. Um, <laughs> one thing, too, uh, Tillemans, um, I know we were linked with him for a minute. He has a year left. Is it too late for that, Pino, or would you still go for going for Tillemans? Brush, let brush go first. Okay. Uh, bro, um, I'm, he- I'm hearing. I'm hearing valuations of around 25 million. Now, if that is the case, then I will take that all day, every day. Um, Even with the shortcomings that Tielemans has for 25 million, that's a deal that I would get over the line. And it would also leave plenty of money in the budget to go get some other dons as well. Because, you know, even with him in midfield, you need to shore up defensively. So you need to get a more defensive-minded player in there. But Yeah. yeah, for me, that is something that I would do. But we've obviously not been linked with any midfielders, bar yeah. De Jong. Um, <laughs> so we'll have to see, bro. And I, I hear that Arsenal are the only ones who've actually like made an offer. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. He's twenty-five years old, man. Shoot, I'm, I'm not against. Yeah, that. bro, it's his prime. This is prime time. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Chino? Hopefully, he's back in. Um, what was the question? Would you take Tillemans? A year left in his contract? Um, yeah. Wait, wait, what did Brush say? I didn't hear what Brush said. Can you repeat, please? Yeah, bro, I just said I'll take it, man. At 25 million, it leaves in plenty in, in the budget to bring in other, other targets as well on top of him. So, yeah, I'll take it. Because obviously, oh, oh. he doesn't. He doesn't give you everything defensively, right? So if you play a Tielemans in midfield, you need to make sure you need to be a bit more solid behind him. So you need a proper DM and that. But yeah, I'll take it for twenty five million. Okay, so like, so Tielemans and um, so no De Jong then. I mean, listen, if if the young, if the I wouldn't complain if you wanted to come, but I just think it's unlikely. And also for De Jong. You're paying seventy to eighty million plus wages, probably in excess of three hundred thousand pounds. It puts a lot of pressure on the project. It p- puts pressure on him, and you're seventy, eighty million pound down, and you don't have defensive cover. Like it's all a bit mad. Whereas yeah. if you get a Tielemans, there's no pressure in it, bro. Everything's a bonus. Yeah, and we should have got that Bruno Guimaraes guy, bro. I'm impressed with him. Bro, I've been telling people since January the Bruno we need is at Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can tell Cheeto agrees with that. But uh, all right, mm. so I wanted Ben Tancor too, bro. That's a cool, that one pissed uh, me off, man. I don't know. I haven't been too. I've been impressed with Kulaseski. Ben Tancor. I mean, I don't know. He's just, he's just uh, done bro, better, better than what we have. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. That's true. All right, brush, and I'm gonna go to Chino. Uh, positions that realistically, right, this is a key word, realistically that that if Manchester United and Ten Hag was to address, you'll be you'll be more positive going into the season. What are the positions? Let's start off with Brush and then we'll go to Tina. I'm gonna need you to start with Chino on that one, my man. Oh you gotta think all right Chino. 
realistic positions that you'll feel happy that Ten Hag will do and replace in one transfer window? Oh, me? Yes. And then we're going to go to Brock. Um, you said realistically? Yeah, like in the, in the space of a transfer window so far. Um... Definitely Timber. Russ said he's going to play right back. So I don't know if he's right back or center back, but Timber. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely see Timber. I definitely can see what Russ is saying with the right back. I think Ten Hag would go with Varane and probably Lindelof mm. um, and run Timber at right back and mm-hmm. probably see what's available for him in January and see if he can get a, a right back, you know, one that pop up in January. But yeah. for this summer, um, midfielder, midfield defense, and I don't know about the striker position. I don't know about up front. Um, I know RB is talking about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but who is calling me? Um, yeah, I could see, I could see, I could see that. I could see, yeah, um, midfield, probably two midfielder, a defender, and probably a striker, probably someone up front, maybe. But yeah, that's what, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, For me, it'll be, like I said, I'll sacrifice the striker for now, especially Ronaldo staying for another season. I would like to see Anthony in, and the only reason I would like to see Anthony in is, like, we don't know if number 11's, you know, legal issue will be resolved by then. But, yeah, we get Anthony in, I'll be happy. But if we could re-ramp the center-back position, get two new center-backs, two new midfielders, and definitely a fullback, um, I think I'll be happy with that so far. And I'll definitely be positive going into next season. Not winning the league, but let me just be positive. I feel like we go all the way, but... Um, obviously, we just got to depend on the businesses from other clubs. You know, we obviously had the Tottenham, you know, situation with Conte. You know, they strengthen Chelsea. We don't know what's going to happen. City, Liverpool are obviously going to be the same, uh, if not even stronger. And then, of course, we have the under like the other teams like Newcastle around us. So um, now that the season is over, we can finally move on. Let's try to be more positive now. Obviously, that Ten Hag's come in. Uh, if we could see this, the the problems that he fixed, find solutions, I feel like we could, the club could be going in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, guys, I, I thank you so much for this, Chino, Brush. Any last, uh, any last sidebar before we, you know, wrap this thing up? Sorry for Brush. Uh, yeah, with that, I agree with what you guys just touched on. Um, all I will say is, for me, uh, it has to be defence and midfield that we concentrate on. Obviously, a striker would be nice, but I reckon we can get away with it for one season. Yeah. Uh, just rotating between Marciano and Ronaldo and then going out next year and getting a proper striker. Um, yeah, I think you mentioned Anthony, uh, Chris. Yep. It, you know, listen, even though right wing isn't the most important position right now, um, you know, when opportunities present themselves, you have to take them. And a player like Anthony, if there's a chance you can get him now, I say go get him. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. players like that, bro, work. Anthony is shit, bro. <laughs> bro he's talking Martial, right? Bro, he, he's, <laughs> he's, the, he's the kind of player that will make you get up off your seat. No, 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 no. I, I rate Anthony, man. The Brazilian, right? Yeah, I yeah, actually. yeah. The Brazilian one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He a yeah. good. I, I haven't really seen much. I mean, I've seen a lot of him. I in the Champions League, bro, oh but my, I definitely the, seen him off of Brazil. Same, he's the same age as uh, as Sancho as well. <clears throat> oh, so you know, twenty two. So when we're building for the future and we're building a team and a structure, these things are important. You know, you want players that can grow together so that in two three years time, their link up is is next level. A bit like how it used to be with uh, Ronaldo and Rooney. Yeah, but yeah, that Anthony, he's a baller. But I think you're all right. I mean, if, if the opportunity represents itself, might, might as well take it. But yeah, Chino, any last sidebars, bro, before we step out? Mm-mm. Everything good? Mm-mm. All right. Yeah, no, nothing, bro. <laughs> Listen, my last words, you've had me say this a lot of times, Chris. Expect nothing and you won't be disappointed, bro. Only pleasantly surprised. 
Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much it for this show. But yeah, like I said, Chino, Bros, thank you so much. And for the community, uh, there's gonna be transfer windows coming in. So you know, Manchester United get signings or anything happens within the club, we're obviously gonna get the guys here and discuss about it. Um, but yeah, like so, let's move oh, on. One last word. One last yeah. word. Yes. We're gonna win the league, Man United. <laughs> hey, there you go. You see, we love that positivity. But yeah, expect more of this, guys. Hopefully, we have a good summer transfer window. And uh, like I said, one last note. I hope, I hope um, Liverpool loses to Real Madrid this weekend. Um, that's the only thing this Saturday, and we can finally enjoy the summer. But yeah, check out the Facebook page. Um, Fergie Thomas hit the Twitter page. Hit 200 followers. So guys, follow that. Appreciate that. And yeah, man, always and upwards.